previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. This morning, we're joined by Senior Energies and Commodities Strategist, Mr. Ted Blom, to help us understand just what on earth is going on. Mr. Blom, thank you for taking the time to chat to us. Hi, good morning to you. Mr. Blom, the situation is dire to say the least and for normal everyday South Africans it feels as though we're sitting ducks at ESCOM's mercy just waiting in between blackouts for the lights to come back on again. Please paint a broad picture for us in terms of the extent of the problem and whether there is any way that the situation can be salvaged at all. Okay, what I do is one issue at a time. Uh, the scope of the delay within ESCOM is actually the largest in the 100-year history of ESCOM. Um, they had, uh, over the last uh, two weeks, they consistently had more than 40 units break down out of a total fleet of uh, uh, just over 80 units. So, uh, yes, more than half of the fleet is actually broken down. But we are salvaged by the fact that not all the units are the same size. Some of them are smaller and some of them are larger. And thank goodness some of the larger units haven't broken down yet. Um, however, the dilemma has been caused uh, essentially by uh, mismanagement from Eskom side. Uh, over the last three years, they uh, vacillated between fixing up all the coal uh, base load stations and refurbishing them properly, which was the first undertaking Mr. Director gave. He then changed his mind and said, no, instead of pumping money into old plants, he's going to rather invest it in renewables. And uh, he targeted the big number that he wanted to invest in in renewables, notwithstanding that he doesn't have money. The, then after that, in the last uh, month or so, he's now touting gas as a possible solution. You can't, and that's why when he was appointed, I objected and I said, man, you've got to appoint somebody who comes from Eskom, who's got deep experience in the energy generation in industry, etc. We can't afford to have novices who vacillate because they don't have any root experience um, between various alternatives. Because as it is, um, each party that sells technology is, is, is pumping Eskom to try and use their technology and in fact offering big kickbacks under the table in some of the technologies that I'm aware of. Um, so that's that's where we are. Can we do something about it? Yes, we can do something about it, but it's going to require somebody with a little bit of energy experience, which, as I said, we don't have at the moment at leading ESCOM. Um, I sat down with ESCOM more than three years ago because I could see this happening, and uh, I offered an alternative. The alternative I offered came from the same team that salvaged Beirut's power within seven days after that massive fertilizer explosion right next door to their main power station and restored power to Beirut within seven days. Um, the, these guys can deliver a gigawatt, which is a thousand megawatts of power, every three weeks, uh, provided they've got proper teams in place and that the proper facilitation is given in terms of EIAs or place to uh, plant the, uh, put the plant down. So it is salvageable. Uh, the cost is a little bit higher, but uh, again, uh, the people at Eskom don't have a clue to do uh, a competitive and advantageous uh, or, uh, costing in the sense that they complain about the cost of uh, what is now being paid as a penalty uh, compared to what the, lost, the cost of lost power is to the economy. The cost of lost power to the economy has uh, conservatively been estimated at 100 rand a kilowatt hour. My own estimate, because of the disruption in your household and everywhere with people waiting to work, etc., is that the actual cost is probably closer to five to eight hundred rand a kilowatt hour. If that's the cost of lost production, 
then everything else becomes very, very affordable. So Ted, what you're saying, reading between the lines, uh, even though the power stations are very old, and that's the excuses they are giving, it's uh, as a result of the lack of proper maintenance. Absolutely. The current management has cut the maintenance budget over the last three years by more than 75% in some instances. Ted, albeit a short period uh, for Andre de Ritter as CEO, uh, should he and the current management be replaced, even though these problems were there long before they ever arrived? Well, it depends on what you call long. In 2017, Eskimo had no load shedding and they burned less than 9 million litres or 10 million litres of diesel for a whole year. Eskimo is burning more than that per week at the moment. So uh, just five years ago, Eskimo had no load shedding and the same, this old same so-called decrepit plant. Uh, you see, it's all about excuses. And uh, the fact of the matter is that Europe is currently starting a plant that is far older than Eskom and in peak condition in terms of running and efficiency, etc., etc., compared uh, to spec. The reason Eskom hasn't, uh, can't perform to spec on this older plant is because it hasn't been properly maintained. They've had uh, people that are pro- not properly skilled, as is now clear from the big draft to get skills back into Eskom. And thirdly, they use pirate parts. So Mr. Director's original strategy when he took the job was that he was going to refurbish and use the OEMs, bring them in. That was the right strategy. I didn't agree that he was going to get warranties from them because nobody will give you a warranty on an abused machine. But that shows you the the la-la land that Mr. Director came from, that he actually believed that he could get warranties from the OEMs. Uh, The fact of the matter is that Eskrim is rescuable, but you need to now create space because they haven't, they've more than half of the fleet hasn't been properly refurbished, hasn't been properly maintained, and he's in a dire state. In fact, Eskom doesn't have parts. I've got whistleblowers telling me that they go to the local hardware store to go and buy parts to try and patch up Eskom's equipment. It's like using motorcar parts to fix up a 50-ton truck. Crazy. Um, are you able to tell us, I mean, you, you just mentioned now you've got whistleblowers there. How much diesel is burning per hour per minute just to keep the lights on right now, even with Stage six blackouts. Okay, so uh, before stage six, we were at stage four. Eskom was burning more than nine million liters per day. I can give you the burn rate. The burn rate is fifty thousand liters uh, per hour for each of those uh, OCGTs or open cycle gas turbines, which are burning diesel. And each one generates 149 megawatts per hour. That, that is hectic. Uh, Mr. Blom, in a press briefing held yesterday, um, Andre de Reiter mentioned that the annual budget of $7.7 billion had already been spent on diesel in just five months. They're now going to be issued with another $500 million. But if $7.7 billion is spent in five months, how far is 500 million rands going to go? Well, that's the joke of the old story. It shows how out of touch these people are. 500 million is going to probably buy you a week's worth of diesel. One week? At level six, yes. What is your, your gut telling you right now in terms of where we're going this week? Well, I, I, I mean, I think the situation is going to get a little bit worse before it gets better, unfortunately, uh, because uh, Eskom is now only trying to sort of uh, pull fingers, so to speak, uh, and, and uh, try and uh, get some more energy from other sources. The fact of the matter is nobody runs a company or even a country with massive excess uh, uh, saleable uh, power, other than Eskom, which had a massive competitive advantage on cost and was able to supply the whole sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, they talked about, uh, Mr. Ramaphosa talked about going to Botswana. Well, that's a joke. Botswana has actually got rid of uh, uh, some of Eskom needs, built its own power station. They got the Chinese in. It didn't work so well. They got the Germans in to fix it up. And Botswana said, listen, yeah, on a good weekend, we can maybe get you have 50 megawatts of power. 
which in the context of the shortfalls of six, 7,000 megawatts by ESCOM uh, is a joke. It's a drop in the ocean. So, uh, yes, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, Sassel and Mondi, uh, the, the co-generation opportunities, again, you're talking about drops in, the, uh, in, a, in a bucket uh, that might become available. And it might mean that they even have to curtail their own operations to be able to help ESCOM out a little bit. But they don't have massive installations like Eskimos. All right, Senior Energies and Commodities Strategist Mr. Ted Bloom providing an overview of what would seem a bleak future as far as the power utility is concerned for business, industry and the livelihood of just normal civilians. Thank you so much, Mr. Bloom, for chatting to us this morning. You're most welcome. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.